working for yourself and creating your own business requires you to have a different mindset than a person who works for someone else. Without making this mindset shift, you'll limit yourself and keep your business from growing. In today's episode, we'll be talking with Ryan Horn about the biggest hangups for most entrepreneurs and different mindset shifts you need to make to keep producing. Welcome to Empowering Productivity, the podcast that empowers you to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Here are your hosts, Keely and Austin Reason. So thinking like an employee versus an entrepreneur isn't the same. And if you don't make that mental shift, it's really hard to grow your business. Believe me, I know. <laughs> so today we'd like to introduce to you Ryan Horn. He's the creator hood. Uh, creator hood. The creator hood. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, right. we're all together in the creatorhood. <laughs> the creator of the brotherhood, hello, of Extraordinary Men Mastermind. And he also has a podcast. It's nice to have you on the show, Ryan. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, it's great to be here, Keely and Austin. And uh, thank you so much for having me on. So I'm a coach and I help men grow their business without sacrificing their family, faith, and fitness in the process. And I do that primarily through one-on-one coaching and then also a virtual mastermind that you mentioned um, called the Brotherhood of Extraordinary Men. I also have a podcast called the Extraordinary Man Podcast where I bring on top seven and eight-figure entrepreneurs, speakers, professional athletes, and other high performers and interview them. And I have a free Facebook group called the Academy, Academy of Extraordinary Men with over 200 married businessmen in it where I provide um, value every single day in there for free. And so just a quick little backstory on myself. So I was born and raised in a small town in northern Minnesota. And the past nine years, I have lived down in the Twin Cities area of Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. I've been married to my wife, Brittany, who also happens to be the most beautiful woman in the world for about (laughs) four and a half years. Um, And she's also an amazing entrepreneur with multiple businesses. And it's just really fun that we get to help each other out with our businesses and have amazing talks about it every day um, about entrepreneurship and growth and learning. And I, I really just love learning and growing and constantly getting better in all areas of my life because I really just want to maximize my potential. That's awesome. So um, not to go too far down a rabbit hole, but did you say she has, uh, she has her own business? Is it like a, a different niche or are you guys kind of in the same similar boat? That's a great question. So she is actually in two businesses right now. Um, So she is also a coach similar to myself. So she has a business called Unleash Your Shine, which the easiest way for me to describe that would be exactly what I do, but for women instead of for men. Um, And then she also owns a franchise, um, which is a neighborhood publication. Very cool. So, So a little bit of overlap and then some different stuff. Very, very fun. Yes. That's exciting. So you guys um, probably been doing this for a while. I assume pandemic didn't like affect your ability to work from home with each other at all. Correct. Yes. So we both work from home <laughs> and it's kind of funny because I have an office downstairs. She has an office upstairs and uh, we come together and eat lunch together and talk about our businesses. And then I go back downstairs and she goes back in her <laughs> office upstairs. Um, but it's awesome. It's great. So no, the pandemic hasn't really affected us much, which um, has has been a major blessing. Yeah, you true. gotta love that commute, though. Right. One flight of stairs in either direction, and then you <laughs> like, are shoulder to shoulder with each one. other. 
So, yeah, our our um our desk is literally one desk. With if two I spots. ever take a call, like if anybody takes a call, somebody has to go to that That's room. right. <laughs> That's funny. And the kids all scatter. They're like, "Oh, you're on video." I actually have a, a thing behind my desk now, so that my other one of the kids doesn't get in every shot. <laughs> yeah, we have a mobile backdrop now. That's awesome. So it sounds like you guys have a lot of experience being entrepreneurs and. Because you coach men, I'm sure that you kind of see patterns with entrepreneurs about where they get stuck, what their biggest hangups are. So tell us a little bit about what you find to be the biggest challenges of where entrepreneurs get stuck. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the biggest problems for entrepreneurs is they don't really have a system or they don't have a framework, especially if they come from previously being an employee. I think it can be really tough to shift shift into entrepreneurship. So, and uh, my wife and I, we do have quite a bit of experience. I've really had an entrepreneurial mindset my entire life. Um, but since graduating college, that's all I've done. I haven't held a regular job ever. <laughs> um, but through all that experience, my wife and I both love learning and growth. So we've been to tons of conferences and had many coaches and we're in a really high level mastermind right now. So through all of that, um, and also me coaching lots of other guys, I definitely have seen patterns. And so that is actually why I created my five-step become extraordinary framework. And so if you're stuck and you go through each one of these steps, it is going to be pretty easy usually to see why you're stuck. And so I'll just briefly go over what the five steps are, and then I'll go into a little bit more detail. And if you guys have questions or you want me to um, explain things a little bit better in a certain area, just go ahead and jump in. But so the five steps are number one is clarity. Number two is commitment. Number three is coaching. Number four is courageous action. And number five is course correction. So clarity, this is so important, I think. And a lot of people gloss over this. You know, some people have a little bit of clarity about what they want and why they want it and that type of thing, but they don't really have a deep level of clarity. So for me, just to make it simple, I think you need to, first of all, you need to figure out exactly where you're at right now and be honest with yourself. And then what do you want and why do you want it? So you got to get really clear in those three areas. And I love to use SMART goals, which SMART is an acronym, stands for Specific, Measurable, aligned with your values, realistic, and time-based. So if your goals, you can't run your goals through that smart filter, then I would start there by doing that. But the more clear you are, the easier it is, the easier it's going to be for you to get results. Um, so that's the first step. Like if you're feeling stuck, go and see how clear you are on your goals. And you know if they're not specific, if they're not measurable, they're not time-based, that type of thing, definitely go do that first. Um, and then commitment. So commitment for me, there's three parts of it. Number one is accountability and professional accountability to me is the absolute best. So that's like having a one-on-one coach or being part of a mastermind or something like that. Cause a lot of people, they try to be accountable to themselves and that just does not work very good, at least not in the long run. Or they also try to be accountable to their husband or their wife or to, you know, one of their best friends or something, which is also usually a recipe for disaster. Um, so professional accountability is the best, but I mean, most people have very little to none. And then the second part of commitment is leverage. So there's really, there's two reasons why anybody does anything. It's either to avoid pain or it's to gain pleasure. 
And so leverage is setting up consequences for either doing something for, or for not getting something done and positive and negative consequences. I believe you need both. Um, but so that's very important. And then the last part of commitment is focus. So what are you focused on on a daily basis? And this really comes down to habits. And for me, the three most important ones, I believe, are having a vision board. So I have my vision board literally right in front of my desk. I'm looking at it right now. Um, so looking at that on a daily basis, that makes me a lot more committed. And then I've created something I call my ultimate vision. It's my ultimate vision statement of exactly what I want in each major area of my life. And I will either read through that or I actually record it myself reading through it um, with tons of energy and passion. And I will listen to that recording because a lot of times in the morning I get up, I don't feel motivated. I don't feel that energy and passion. So I can just click play on that. And um, that gets me automatically way more committed. And then the last one is part of my morning routine is I ask myself some power questions. And I think there's about five or six different questions. I'll just go through what they are real quick. So the first one is, what are you grateful for? And I'll write down at least three things that I'm grateful for. The next one is, who do I appreciate? So again, I'll write down at least three people that I appreciate. And it could be people that, you know, it could be my wife or it could be like the guy that held the door open for me at the grocery store or something. Um, and then I will write down, um, the next question is, what are at least three things that I achieved the previous day? And I won't limit myself to three things there. I will literally write down whatever I can think of. And then I will also um, ask myself, what were at least three special moments from the previous day? So this could be something like, you know, I was on a walk with my wife and she said something really funny and we both started laughing like uncontrollably. That could be a special moment. Um, and then the next question, I think this is honestly one of the most important questions if you're married, definitely. So how can I make Brittany feel loved today? So obviously insert your spouse's name there, but incredibly important, I think, to be intentional with your marriage because your marriage definitely affects your business. There's no doubt about that and vice versa. Um, and then the last question is what are your top three outcomes for today? So I like before I sit down to, and start to work, I need to know like what are the top three things that I want to get done today? And at the end of the day, if I achieve these three things, it'll be a great day, even if those are the only three things that I get done all day. So that is the last part. That is the last question of my power questions. And uh, so that is the part of focus towards commitment. So the vision board, the ultimate vision and the power questions, um, focusing on those three things every day keeps me committed every day. And when I skip out on those, I can definitely tell I'm, I'm not as committed. So step number three in the framework is coaching. And I look at coaching um, maybe a little bit different than some people would. So I think there's active coaching and there's passive coaching. So for me, passive coaching is like reading a book to me is you're getting coached by that person, but it's passive because they can't answer your questions. Like there's no back and forth, right? But, but passive coaching is things like reading a book, could be buying a course, um, stuff like that which is all great listening to a podcast. It's all great and you need to do that stuff. But then the high level coaching I believe is active coaching. So it's being part of a mastermind where there's Q and A's where you can directly interact with someone or uh, the highest level I believe is one-on-one -on -one coaching. 
And then step number four is courageous action. So this is really where the rubber meets the road. And this is where a lot of people get stuck. But I believe the reason that they get stuck on the courageous action is because they haven't done a good job with steps one through three. So a lot of times if somebody comes to me, they're like, right, I just can't get myself to take consistent action. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the problem is. It's usually they're not clear on what they want or they're not committed to what they want or they don't have a high enough level of coaching. So the bigger the goal that you want to achieve, I believe the higher level of coaching that you need. So, um, and the reason I call it courageous action is because if you're going after a big goal, at some point, you're going to have to take courageous action, not just regular action. It's going to be something that you don't want to do, that you're trying to put off, um, et cetera. And the definition of courage, by the way, is, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not scared. It means you're scared, but you do it anyway. And then the last step, course correction, is Honestly, sometimes I think this is the hardest step because of people's expectations. They've done the first four steps. They've got clarity, commitment, coaching. They're taking the courageous action. And for whatever reason, it's not working. And they get really, really frustrated. They're like, I'm doing everything right. I don't understand why it's not working. And honestly, a lot of people end up quitting, I I think, at this stage. But you've got to have expectations that the first time you do something, it's probably not going to work out. And I love using the example of when a baby first learns to walk, like, they don't just stand up and start walking the first time. I mean, they fail over and over and over again. But every time they fail, they're gaining experience. So if you're failing, that means you're winning experience. And once you have experience, you're going to stop making the same mistakes over and over again. And eventually you're going to get it figured out. But so it's not usually going to happen the first time. But so those are the five steps. And I believe if you're stuck, if you look through those five steps, um, you're stuck on one of those things. Either you don't have enough clarity, you're not committed enough, you don't have a high enough level of coaching. You know, you're trying to make a million dollars by just reading a book or something like that. Um, you're not consistently taking courageous action, or you're not course correcting. Right. You know, I think I love that because so many times with the, uh, I bring a lot of people on my team, they've never worked for themselves. I think that they don't have. Uh, realistic expectations and like you were saying with the course correction like there you know you do something it's not going to be the right thing or maybe you fail at it at the beginning but like so many people I feel like they come into it and expect to make the same kind of income they did working for someone else the hours or whatever and it's just completely different and I think that kind of leads us into mindsets. Like what kind of mindset do you think an entrepreneur needs to adopt in order to be more productive and successful in their business? Yeah, that's a really great question. So, man, I mean, honestly, I think we could talk about this for hours, but <laughs> just some of the, some of the things that, that, that pop into my mind right away would be number one, stop thinking you can do it yourself. I know for me, like I tried to do everything by myself when I first got started and I didn't want help. I didn't think I needed help. Um, and I definitely didn't think that I needed a coach. I wanted to just try to figure it out myself. Let me go read all these books and you know buy some of these courses and I will just figure it out myself. And I think especially for men more than women, they tend to have that attitude, which in the long run is it's not going to serve you. You're, you're not going to achieve your goals and, and really reach your dreams if you're trying to do everything by yourself. Right. And, well, and it's a financial that, investment too, I think. You know, a lot of people think, well, that costs money. 
and I'm just starting out, so I don't have that money to spend on it either. Exactly. And that is a, that is really a big catch 22 and it it can be difficult. I know I can think of many instances in my early entrepreneur journey where I had those exact same questions. I was like, man, I know that I need, I need to do something. I need to hire a coach. I need to do something because I can't do this by myself. I finally figured that out, but I don't know. Like I don't have the money. Right. Or is that coach worth the money (laughs) or is that program going to actually help (laughs) exactly i love what you said though because it really is an investment a a lot of people that don't invest in themselves they don't think of it as an investment they think of it as an expense like oh i can't afford that right now a lot of times you can't afford not to yeah you have to look at it like going to school i mean like you would pay for college courses right if you were trying to enhance your career you would do that so as somebody who is an entrepreneur, you have to look at it like that. It's not conventional or traditional college. It's a different form of education. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to get started on a rant here about college, but, (laughs) but I mean, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. People don't think twice about, you know, taking on loans for 80, 100, 150 grand or, or a lot more for going to college for four years. But man, investing in a coach, like, couple grand or even a couple hundred dollars people are like what are you crazy why would you do that um so yeah (laughs) it's because that's the mindset shifts i'm talking about you know one of the biggest mindset shifts i have to teach my team is that no one pays you to get distracted on your phone or go to the bathroom so you're production based you don't produce you don't get paid that is a very hard uh, transition for someone who works hourly rate Yes, I 100% agree. Uh, another thing that that reminds me of something else that I think if you're shifting to entrepreneurship, to entrepreneurship, I think um, you need to you need to realize that in order to stay in business, you have to make money, and to make money, you need to be good at marketing and selling. So right. for myself, I definitely did not realize this. I came out of college, I had a degree in exercise science, and I thought I was going to take the world by storm. I went and got hired as an independent contractor at this gym and they promised me, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to bring you all these clients and stuff. It'll be great. You just do the training. They didn't bring me anybody. So I, I was sitting there trying to figure out how to market myself and how to sell because I was like, I'm such a good trainer. The people are just going to come right to me. And I remember the first three months I was there, I think I ended up making a total of about $200. And that was a big time reality check. Like, okay, I need to learn some new skills. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the difficulty about being an entrepreneur is the business side. Mm -hmm. Wait a second, I have a skill, but now I got to find people who are willing to pay me to do that skill. That is such a difficult transition because you are used to, like you said, I went to that gym and they promised me this, but really you're a contractor. So uh, they weren't actually going to give you the business like an employer would if you were actually on staff at the gym it would be different exactly but the difference is you can make a lot more money when you go at it on your own and then you know that's why be entrepreneurs. They're like, it'll be great. I can have time and money freedom and also do something that I love and that I'm good at. 
but they don't realize that it's it takes a lot of work to get to that point. So you have to be committed to get past the the starting point because I don't know any really successful entrepreneurs where their story was like, yeah, I decided to start a business and you know, in the first six months I was making millions of dollars and it was amazing. <laughs> not quite. That's not our story. <laughs> no. It's definitely um, not mine either. So Austin, what are some mindset shifts that you've had to make? Because um, I know that it's well, Definitely. yeah, you know, I remember Keely, um, y'all kind of hinted at this a minute ago, but Keely said years ago that, um, and she, it, it, at this point I was still, um, working a job and Keely was, uh, getting the beginnings of what became R5 website management off the ground. And she kind of made this statement of, um, you know, like we can just make more money next year or something to that effect. You know, it was like, um, you know, I had been stuck in this, in this mindset of this is what my employer pays me. And, you know, like, hopefully I can get a raise, but those maybe only come once a year and they're probably not going to be very substantial. I can hope to keep up the cost of living, but, um, Keely was like, yeah, we'll just, you know, like do more next year and make more money. And I was like, huh. <laughs> like, That's a yeah. different mindset. For yeah. Sure. And, and y'all were kind of hinting at that, you know, that, um, you know, you, you could have stayed at that gym and you know, made whatever, you know, worked on whatever they brought you. Or you could say, I'm just, I can go find clients of my, my own and, uh, and do more work. So that's, that's been a huge shift. There, there's, there's always more work and more money to be made and more production to get done and more clients to find and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think that's the great thing about entrepreneurship. Um, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Right. So you have 100% responsibility over, over your financial future. Like if you want to raise, just learn some, learn some new skills and go out there and make it happen. Exactly. So, you know, here on, um, empowering productivity, obviously most of the people who listen to this are production based. And as an entrepreneur, I think we all, at least we know the challenges of how difficult it is to stay producing and getting stuff done. So tell us, what are some of your most productive habits? Yeah, it's a great question. So I think my morning routine is absolutely key for me. And it varies a little bit depending on the day. But the main parts of it are um, a workout. So whether it's going to the gym or we have a little mini trampoline as well in our house, like just jumping on that for five to 10 minutes in the morning too, um, it really energizes me, wakes me up, gets me ready to go. Um, and then another part of it is this this one is great because you're, you're killing two birds with one stone essentially. So my wife and I will do a short Bible study and prayer time together. So we get some connection time together and... Um, also get some time uh, in the Bible, which is amazing. So that's a big thing for us. Um, For me, I mentioned this earlier, but I love to either read or listen to my ultimate vision statement. Um, That gets me ready to go. I review my vision board. So I have it right in front of my desk, like I said earlier as well. um, So I can see it throughout the day as well. Um, And then I typically will either read or listen to my own Bible study separate from Brittany too. Um, and then, um, I will do my morning power questions, which I already went through those earlier. So that's essentially what my morning routine is. I mean, sometimes there's more stuff. What was that? How long does that take you about? I mean, you and Brittany have to like 
coordinate your schedules too, I guess. We do. So that is, that sometimes can be a little bit tricky. Um, I would say, I mean, I guess it depends on whether or not we're going to the gym, how long it takes, because uh, that definitely adds a, a lot of time if we're going to the gym versus just doing something quick at home. But I would say total, um, if we go to the gym, probably hour and a half. If we don't, probably 45 minutes. Awesome. Yeah, I think getting the day started off on the right foot is really helpful for a lot of people. And even if you don't have an hour and a half to commit to it, um, you know, we've talked with people who have 10 minute morning routines or 15 minute morning right. routines, like, or just those habits. Like, you know, we get up every day and make our bed. Um, it's just like what we do, it's, it signifies here's the start of your day. And it, if you start it right, then you will definitely be more productive throughout. But that being said, we know that there are things that wreck productivity. So what are things that cause you to have, like, you know, struggle with this? Yeah, great question. So there are definitely a lot of things that uh, that come up in working from home. I think it can be a major blessing, but it can also bring a lot more distractions. So um yeah, distractions, I would say, would be the number one thing. When you're at home, especially if there's something like around the house that you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot to start the dishwasher, or I really need to wash clothes, or I should do this, or I should do that. Or um, so that can definitely be a big, a big time distraction. I think not having clear boundaries set up in terms of uh, work time versus everything outside of that can be a big time distraction um, because you end up and and this used to be a big problem for me especially before I got married when you're an entrepreneur you can kind of work 24 7 if you want (laughs) but you you end up working kind of like halfway and being distracted while you're working um, and you're trying to do four different things at once so um, that definitely can be a big problem I and I think another thing is is fear. Honestly, it's fear of making a big decision and getting it wrong. It's fear of failure or fear of what other people will think. Um, Some other things that come to mind would be staying up too late because when I stay up too late, that can tend to really throw off my morning routine. Either I sleep in in the morning or I'm really tired and I don't feel like doing parts of it Um, because to be totally transparent, I definitely do not do my full morning routine every morning. Uh, It'd be great if I did. But like you guys said, sometimes you don't have the time. Sometimes, you know, you only have 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. So I I try to adjust on the fly as best I can for that. But yeah, so skipping part or all all of my morning routine is definitely a a big thing that holds me back from being productive as well. So I had a a question. Um, We've talked a little bit about mindset shifts. And it sounded like you were saying at the beginning, you hinted a little bit about sometimes people have to kind of unlearn some some mindsets from being in the corporate world or these you know those kinds of things. Uh, which, by the way, we Keely and I constantly get this. People people assume that Keely was you know some uh, hotshot I don't know marketing rep or pharmaceutical rep or something. I don't know what they think she did, and that she she decided to abandon all of that to to work from home. When in reality, she never did any of that. Um, and uh, so we have come to, you know, running our own business and entrepreneurship, 
kind of from ground zero um, in, in some respect. Even the jobs that I had, I, I wasn't the nine to five type. It was, it was much more flexible than that. And so I'm wondering in your coaching, have you noticed a, a difference between those that have come out of the corporate world and that, that whole mindset and lifestyle versus those that, that weren't so heavily into it? And is there an advantage to one or the other, or does it just present different hurdles? That's a really great question. So first of all, I would say there's definitely a big difference between people that, you know, have been an employee or they come from the, the corporate world. And especially if they've been doing that for a long time, and then they're just trying to jump into entrepreneurship, there's a lot of things that they, they don't understand. And we've talked about some of those versus somebody who, you know, maybe they haven't been an entrepreneur, uh, but they had a job that was a lot more flexible or they worked from home or, you know, they were at least somewhat responsible for um, their structure and, you know, getting things done without having somebody tell them exactly what to do all the time. Right. Um, so I definitely think there's, there's differences there. And I definitely think it is a lot easier for someone that, that comes from uh, the, the job that's more flexible, where they had more responsibility. It's less of a transition. It's less of a shock to the system, I think. Right. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a difference. I can definitely see it in the people that I coach. And I do think you have an advantage if you if you don't have, you know, that 100% employee mindset um, where you're, you're not used to setting your own schedule, you're not used to, um, right. you know, focusing on the things that make you money. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about it like that. About what? Well, I mean, even though you worked at other jobs, you did still have a very... Yeah, I, you know, after I was a teenager, you know, I, I worked by my share of uh, fast food jobs and yeah, waiting tables that. and things like that. But uh, when I got into my career, it was, uh, I mean, it was, it was almost entrepreneurial in the sense of, you know, there was going to be flexible hours, um, both the, the good and the bad side of, of flex time, you know, the, the flex time meaning, uh, Hey, I, I, I want to, you know, take off the afternoon so I can go to my kids thing at school. That's fine. But that's because you are expected to show up Saturday morning as well, or, you know, or, or the middle of the night on Wednesday or whatever it is. And so, um, we never had to make that, uh, that shift. And so we have, we work with a lot of small businesses and we, we work with a lot of, you know, uh, corporation of one type of things. And a lot of those are second career. And one of the things that I've noticed that someone coming out of the corporate world and now they're, they're trying to strike out on their own. A lot of them are taking the job that they did for a big giant corporation or even just a, a successful you know local business or whatever. And now they're trying to do it on their own. And resources have been a major hangup for those people. I, I've, I've found uh, oh, there's yeah. there's the shift in you know uh, scheduling and priorities and those kinds of things. But resources, I've noticed, has been hard for those people because they're used to saying, "Okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z." You know, my my task that I did at the business, but that was supported by you know a, a multi million dollar budget, and so if they needed to go out and buy something for that task, it, there wasn't even thought about it. And so now all of a sudden they're trying to do that same thing and we present them with a price tag and they're like, whoa, yeah, like, can we do it for 
half that price or less? <laughs> like, can, can you uh, can you cut that price in half? And do you have a coupon? You know, and um, this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about investing. You know, how how many times do uh, people that are new to the to the uh, small business world fail to understand that you know their big business that they were working for was constantly investing in resources and in, in uh, education and time and, and all these kinds of things that now they have to shoulder that. And I've seen that as a, as a huge shift uh, that I, we've seen some people not overcome, oh, yeah. not, 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 not ever able to make that uh, transition. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show with us, Ryan. We love talking with you. So before we go, we want to let our audience know how they can actually you know, keep up with you. I know you have a podcast. Um, so tell us where people can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to go would be www.aoemen.simplecast.com. And that's going to take you to my podcast page. But also at the top of that page, you're going to have links where you can go connect with me basically everywhere. So there's a link where you can go to my free Facebook group if you want to join that and connect there. There's also a link where you can get a free business accelerator coaching call with me. And you know, if you connected with anything I said here today and you really want to go to the next level quickly, that's what I would recommend because going back to the five steps that I talked about before, my goal on the coaching call, first of all, it's not a sales call. It's 60 minutes of me providing massive value. And um, really what we cover on the call is the first two steps of the, those five steps. So I help you get really, really clear on exactly where you're at now, what you want and why you want it. And also I help you get more committed than you've probably ever been in your life. So if you want that, I, I would definitely go check that out. I only do about five calls per week. Um, I just don't have the time in my schedule and they usually fill up pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, that would be the best place for people to go to connect. Fantastic. Thanks so much. And we um, <clears throat> will link this up in the show notes so that people can go there. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you.